Could this finally be the year that Kentucky basketball makes a postseason push? We're going to tell you on today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, or daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be bringing on Andrew Stefaniak of Wildcats today to take a uh, to take a look at this Kentucky basketball team this upcoming season. Get his thoughts on the Wildcats, whether or not he's as excited as we are. Spoiler alert, he certainly is. Also going to be taking a look at Kentucky versus Ball State. Going to have a bit of a preview for you guys today. Going to have a more in-depth breakdown this Friday. Great conversation with Andrew. If you do not follow him already on Twitter, at Andrew Stefaniak, uh, you'll see it in just a second. But does great work at Wildcats today. And I really enjoyed having him on. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our conversation with Andrew Stefaniak. We are now excited to be joined by Andrew Stefaniak of Wildcats Today and Locked on Texas A&M as well. Andrew, really excited to have you on the show. Going to be discussing a little bit of Kentucky basketball, a little bit of Kentucky football. I, I've been waiting to get you on the show, and I think we're going to try and have you on pretty consistently here now that you and I are in over at WildcatsToday.com underneath Sports Illustrated. To start things off here, Andrew, you know, I, I've been reading a lot of different things that you've been posting over at Wildcats today, and a lot of it with Kentucky basketball has just been uh, a refrain of excitement about what this team could be this upcoming season. We here at Locked on Kentucky have been uh, growing more and more optimistic every single day, despite a couple of different injuries in the front court. I just want to ask you very basic off the start, you know, what is your thought about this team and the makeup of it? compared to where it was after the clocks hit zero against Kansas State. Obviously, a lot of drama in the transfer portal has happened since then, and it seems like the Wildcats have really pulled out of what looks like a very dark summer. Yeah, I'll tell you, one of the pieces I wrote at Wildcats today kind of had to do with the outlook of this team changing based on a few late additions. So, mm -hmm. you know, there was a point in time over the summer, like you said, where people were really concerned about this Kentucky basketball team and we're starting to say this is it you know this team is going to be it's going to be rough and and I never quite bought it but I was curious as to what coach Cal was doing you know what I mean and then of course Reeves pulls his name out of the draft and everyone oh he's going to transfer and I was like why would whatever why would he transfer then positives start to happen Re, uh, you get Trey Mitchell from West Virginia Antonio Reeves says he's coming back to Kentucky. You get Big Z, the Croatian sensation. I have to shout out my buddy Carson. That is the, we talk about this all the time. Croatian sensation is a top 10, top five nickname in Kentucky That's basketball awesome. history. So Big Z, I think that those three late additions just flipped the outlook of this Kentucky basketball team immediately to where I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I think that things have 
dramatically changed and it, there were a lot of conversations uh at least in my sphere about whether or not Kentucky can do the thing that most fans seem to want them to do which is make a legitimate run in the postseason and earlier this offseason the answer to that question I straight up said on this show was no they can't do it and they can add pieces and it I, I would just still consider uh, Kentucky, you know, short of what makes a national title contender a national title contender. But now, Andrew, like you mentioned, you get Trey Mitchell, you get Antonio Reeves, you get this nice blend. John Calipari, uh, Perry Calipari, you know, he also said on Sports Center the other day that it doesn't really matter how you pronounce it. But John Calipari on Sports Center the other day talked about how they've got this nice blend of experience and young talent. And I'm really starting to kind of churn my turn my stance here on the Wildcats and whether or not they could make a legitimate push in the postseason before we get to postseason talk though I just want to ask you as far as what Kentucky is relative to the rest of the SEC you don't have to give me unless you do have a place in, in your mind where they are at where do you think Kentucky is right now in, in the SEC compared to some of these other teams the Arkansas the Alabama's the Texas A&M's of the world obviously you know quite a bit about the Aggies as well where does Kentucky stand in their own conference? Um, you know, this, that's a great question because I, I've seen a lot of uh, John Rothstein put out, which we wrote an article at Wildcats today about, like where he had the Wildcats ranked. And I'm pretty sure it was four. Uh, A&M was first. There was a few teams mm -hmm. in front of Kentucky. I don't – I mean, I, I just I'm, – I'm a big believer in talent. I talk a lot about this on my Texas A&M podcast, but I'm a big believer in talent – and this Kentucky basketball team has it. I mean, look at this recruiting class. You got DJ Wagner, Justin Edwards, you got Aaron Bradshaw, and then, of course, um, Reed Shepard, to where you got that's all these McDonald's All-Americans. You got Dillingham as well. I look at this like DJ Wagner, Bradshaw, Edwards are NBA players. They're yeah. NBA players. I, I, I think there's a legitimate chance those three are lottery picks. Then you add on top of that the fact that you have the older guys. Trey Mitchell's played a lot of college hoops, as has Antonio Reeves. And then you got Big Z coming in. And then you got Uganda back again. I mean, this team, this team in the SEC, I think they're going to be a little bit underrated in the SEC. Texas A&M is a great example. I've seen them ranked above Kentucky a lot of places. Texas A&M, it's an older basketball team. Are they more talented than Kentucky? By no means, in no way are they more talented than Kentucky. They're just older. They played a lot of college basketball. But the reason that I personally would rank Kentucky higher than Texas A&M and some other schools that have been ranked above the Wildcats would be simply that you have that mix of both. You have to have the young guys and the old guys. A&M, it's mostly old guys. Some other schools, Arkansas, you know, mostly old guys with the transfer portal they have. Um, Auburn, aside from uh, Aiden Holloway, it's mostly old guys over there. Kentucky, it's a balance. I like the balance of five-star young talent and old guys who have played a lot of college hoops, and I think that's going to lead to Kentucky winning the SEC again this year. You talk about some of the different guys on this team that you, you think could be NBA uh, draft selections. Obviously, a lot of people are excited about this backcourt for the Wildcats this year, DJ Wagner and Antonio Reeves, who is a fifth-year guy out of Illinois State. It, you look across this roster, Andrew, and, and every single position has a player that you have to be excited about in one way, shape, or form. But you look now to the postseason. It's a, it's an area that Kentucky has struggled in for what feels like half a decade now. And it's, there's just been a lot of inconsistency. Obviously, the last two years have been uh, dreadful uh, for the Wildcats, I, I guess you could say. 
Is there an individual player on this roster, if you had to pick one, that you look at and say, okay, that guy, although there may be a lot of additions that we're really excited about, that guy is, it gives us the best chance to make a postseason run. Of anybody on this team, I mean, it, it's hard. I, I'm going to say Antonio Reeves. And okay. the reason I like Antonio Reeves, I've talked about, this is a bold take. We're going to get bold here today. On uh, We're going to get bold. So just be ready to rock and roll for this. I've said this to some people. I think Antonio Reeves has a chance to win player of the year. That's okay. not, um, obviously that's going to sound like a sunshine pump. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I just, I think he has a chance to average 20 plus points this year for Kentucky. If I had to pick a player other than him, it would probably be DJ Wagner. Mm-hmm. I just think he's too good. I think he's too good. I think Reeves is one of those players that we talk about in 10 years when you see a TikTok of random old college basketball players that were really good and never had an NBA career. He's going to be a player like that. Wagner, we obviously know what the future holds for him. Antonio Reeves, uh, there's just something about his game, the way he looked in Canada. I just, I think he's going to be one of the best players in college basketball this year. And when you need a shot, when you need a three to go down to win a ball game, I think Reeves is going to be the one shooting it. And I think he's going to make it more times than not this season. Yeah, that's something that Cal talked about on SportsCenter yesterday about the makeup of his Final Four teams. And one of the things that he said was you need a couple of different guys that can get you a basket whenever you need one. You need guys on your teams that are team that are dogs and that can play in the clutch. And I think Antonio Reeves, you know, we saw how he shot statistically how he played in the global jam. I mean, it's really hard to shoot above 50% uh, from the floor and from three with that volume. If he can do, if he could do half of that uh, this upcoming season, I mean, whew, that's an, that's an sec player of the year candidate right there. If he does what he did in the global jam, he may be the best player in college basketball. doesn't matter if he's getting to the NBA or not. So I, I really do like that take Andrew and and Reeves has been somebody that I've continued to highlight saying he's probably going to lead Kentucky in scoring. He's probably going to be one of the leaders for this program. Uh, I've got one, uh, one final question for you before we get to kind of just give me your, give me your, uh, a little bit of a prediction here in a second. But first, I, on, I believe, yesterday's show, I had a listener question that asked me, who is the player that you look at and say, if he gets injured, Kentucky may not be able to make a postseason run? It could be the same answer here for you, Andrew, but my, I gave three players, and my number one was actually Uganda Onyenzo because of the re- reasons that Cal stated on SportsCenter. You know, we've really struggled with rim protection, and my best teams have had really good rim protectors, and I think Onyenzo may be your best shot there. Obviously, Big Z, if he's able to play, is going to get a lot of opportunities to block a lot of shots. And I think Aaron Bradshaw is going to be strong as well. But I think Onyenzo, that's going to be his calling card. He's bulked up this offseason. He's gotten stronger. I, if he's get, if he gets the minutes, I think he's going to be your best defensive player on the court. Then I also had Antonio Reeves as my second guy and DJ Wagner as my third. Those were the players that I said they can't get hurt. You can name multiple here. You can name one. Who can't get hurt if Kentucky's going to make it to the Final Four? That's a gr- that's a great question. I- I'm going to lean with Reeves at one, and I'm not going to spend mm-hmm. a long time arguing it because I made my argument. Yep. I'm right. going to I'm going to argue my other spots. My number two spot. I'm going to combat you a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Is Big Z? I- I- I'm I'm okay. sold. I've watched the tape. I am 100 sold on what he's going to bring to this team. I think he's going to be. I- I- m- will it be the beginning of the year? I don't know. A lot will depend on the health of Bradshaw and Onyenso. But yep. I think, personally, I think Big Z is a better player than Onyenso. And I think that you will see that 
in the starting lineup quickly. Um, and then is a great player, and you, you, he's still going to get minutes regardless of who starts at the five. But Big Z, he's he can he he creates opportunities for other players based off his size and ability with his size. He's an athletic seven foot two. He's not just tall and stands there and blocks shots. He yep. can do a lot. He can shoot the ball. I mean, you know, you don't see these unicorns all that often. I mean, he has a chance to be the Victor Wimbanyama of college hoops, and I think that. You know, seeing his role defined, it's going to be interesting. I mean, he hasn't been in Lexington long. But once we see his role defined, I think you're going to find that he's a player that you can't lose. And then the third for me, I'm going to go with you there and say DJ Wagner as well. I think you need scoring, you need points, and he's going to be the guy providing it to you aside from Reeves. So those are my three. The Croatian sensation. I I really like that. I really like that nickname. And if he if he is eligible to play, I, I fully expect uh, Zvonimir to be a legitimate piece uh, on this team. I remember twenty four seven Sports just a few weeks ago put out uh, after he was added to the roster, put out like a depth chart and didn't even have have him like third string. You just had him like, oh, here's a depth piece, not even gonna play at center. And I just I just can't see that if he's healthy and this team it, it has him eligible and he's able to play. He's going to play, and I, I'm really fascinated to see what a, what a player like uh, Zvonimir can do for this year's team. Uh, final question here about basketball, Andrew. Give me give me right now just kind of vibes, gut check for a second. Where's this team going this upcoming season? What are they going to accomplish? You know, it's going to depend on, on a couple things before I, I give my answer. I... The status of Big Z, that's a big one. The health mm -hmm. of Brad Chun and Yin. So, I mean, here's the deal. If uh, Big Z doesn't get, isn't eligible for whatever reason, you know, with that stuff, and Onyenso and Bradshaw are still banged up, of course, Bradshaw's still walking around in the boot. Yeah. Um, you know, that who's your front court, you know what I mean? In, in that in that situation, that terrifies me. So if all three of those guys are out there healthy, ready to rock for the beginning of the basketball season. Mm -hmm. I think this team, I think it's Elite Eight or bust. I think that Elite Eight is is a really fair place to put it right now with the way that people have kind of adjusted their stance on this roster. I'm very excited. The non-conference slate, probably going to have you on to talk about that at some point here in the future. Man, that's going to be fun. I know a lot of people are sitting there saying, oh, it's going to be really tough. And it is, especially for some of these younger players. But gosh, I'm so excited to see Kentucky face off against some of these teams that now I think they have a legitimate chance to beat as opposed to last year's roster. So we'll continue to talk Kentucky basketball here on the show with Andrew Stefaniak. But I want to shift over to football. Got a football game this Saturday. Kentucky taking on Ball State. Before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. Maybe you're looking for some tickets here to the Ball State matchup this weekend. You don't need to stress about it. You need to head over to Game Time to find the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets. You can get them for all different kinds of things not just sports music comedy and theater near you game time has killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you may have you want to go see Devin Leary toss five touchdowns in person this weekend I'm going ahead and calling it well you need to head over to game time to get some last minute tickets they've got flash deals easy to bind and five take uh, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in the Lexington area as well. They've also got pictures of your seat view. So if you're wanting to find out, you know, where am I going to be uh, this Saturday, you can get a really good seat, a really good picture of your seat. And Game Time also has the lowest price 
guarantee. So if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl, Andrew Stefaniak hanging out here with you. Andrew, before we move along, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you, man. Of course, yeah. So Wildcats today, you know, I'm here. I'm a local. I'm a Lexingtonian, just like I assume most of you listeners. Lexington Catholic grad, graduated from Midway in college. So I'm here. Um, I cover the team for Wildcats today. We've been doing that for a couple weeks now. It's been really enjoyable. I also host Locked on Aggies. So you can check out over there. Lance and I will obviously have a conversation when um, Kentucky faces Texas A&M in basketball. So that's where you can find everything I got going on. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Make sure also to follow him at Andrew Stefaniak on Twitter, Twitter handle over here on YouTube. Uh, obviously, if you've not subscribed to our show here, you should go ahead and do that. Also, I know that some of you may, you guys may not be that thrilled about Texas A&M, but hey, there's a lot of drama going on right now in, in College Station. So I'd encourage you to go subscribe to Andrew's show as well. He does great work uh, at Locked on Aggies. All right. Ball State heading into Lexington this weekend. A lot of new faces on this Kentucky team. Some old slash new faces on this team uh, as far as the coaching staff goes. Um, just kind of kind of starting things off here with this Ball State preview. Before we actually get to Ball State, Andrew, I've not had a, a lot of opportunity to talk to you about this football team this upcoming season. Some interesting additions to the transfer portal. Devin Leary obviously being the biggest one. Liam Cohen's back. This receiver room looks fun. I mean, just talk to me about the 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 change here on offense for the Wildcats. And how are you are you excited for it? Because I'm really excited. I can't wait to be in Kroger Field on Saturday. I can tell you that. I am mm. absolutely hearing a little bit of Grove Street. That is going to be awesome. I can't wait to do a little bit of that. Uh, but I mean, speaking to this team, it the way I look at this, Devin Leary, I don't think people give him credit for the numbers he put up in 21. Heck, I don't think I did. I looked at those numbers to write an article, and I, I think it's you could you. I made this statement in an article, and I stand by it. You can argue that before taking a snap, I think that Devin Leary is the best quarterback of the Stoops era. That's how good his numbers are. His 2021 numbers, the year that Will Levis was elite, one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. You know, great numbers from Levis with Liam Cohen. Devin Leary blew those out of the water. And then he, of course, gets banged up last year. He's healthy now. We got to speak to him yesterday at media availability. He seems excited, ready to rock and roll. No nerves, he says. I don't know if I believe it because I'd be nervous if I was quarterback in a team in front of a ton of fans. But uh, talked to Coach Cohen as well. He's same thing, excited, ready to uh, be back in college football, calling plays. And I think this offense is going to be a well-oiled machine compared to what we saw last year. I, I mean, these receivers, one of the best units in college football, definitely one of the best units in the sec so it's going to be a lot of fun and i think it's going to be you're going to the wildcats are going to score a lot of points this year something you did not see last year with the banged up levis and a play caller that was pretty bad yeah yeah it was uh, it was rough at times uh, for the quarterback and the, and, the, and the play caller there in lexington statistically you know like you mentioned the 2021 season for devin leary is really what jumps off the page for you 35 touchdowns five interceptions 
1.8 yards per attempt, 3,400 passing yards, 65.7% completion percentage. I mean, those are just great, great numbers. And if he's able to stay healthy, uh, it, it'll, it'll be a good season, I think, for the Kentucky Wildcats, just simply because of how good I think their offense is going to be. One of the things that held them back last year and one of the things that possibly could hold them back this year if it's not able to kind of take form was the offensive line. And this camp, we've had a couple of different injuries uh, to the offensive tackle position. Obviously, Ben Christman, I believe, out for the season uh, for the Wildcats. They're going to have some different guys step up there. What do you think about this offensive line, and what have you seen out of it during camp thus far? And do you think it's able to truly take a step forward after what was a disastrous 2022? You know, the offensive line has been a staple at Kentucky for a while now. The big blue walls, we call it. Um, as you know, and, and last year was rough. I, I think you had some players you thought were going to be good and just kind of didn't pan out. Um, you had some players out of position and now I like the way this unit's shaping up. I like, um, you got Cox playing tackle, the transfer from Northern Illinois. And you of course got Eli Cox playing guard, Jaeger Burton playing center, the local kid. Um, I, I feel good about this offensive line because I think, Personally, I think the issues are have either transferred away or moved to a different position. Yeah. I also think a big question mark is going to be what can Flax do. If Flax has a good year on the O line, if he's solid, I think you know you're. Um, I think it's going to help this unit. And if he isn't, I think you have a player right behind them that can come in and do the job well. So I, I think this offensive line is going to take that step forward. That is frankly necessary for the Wildcats to put up a bunch of wins this season. You look at this game this weekend against Ball State, and I think you've got three games to start uh, to start the September slate where you really do feel like, okay, Kentucky's going to probably have their way, adjust some things if there's issues. Ball State this weekend, Eastern Kentucky uh, on September 9th, and then Akron uh, on September 16th before you head on the road to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. And I'm going to be honest, I've got no idea what to make of that Vanderbilt game right now, just simply because we haven't seen Kentucky play. And the last time they played the Commodores, they lost. So I, I, I want to get your thoughts, Andrew, about this, this game against the Cardinals this weekend. What are some of the things that we need to be looking out for? You were talking about it to me before we started recording about all the different things you've been hearing uh, from camp, from these different coaches about Ball State. Tell me about this team we're going to be facing. Well, the first thing I'll tell you is this. Mac Nation always brings something special when they're playing an SEC team. We know that. Mm -hmm. That was a, a common question asked to all the coaches. I assume um, we're going to hear from defensive coordinator today. I assume you're going to hear the same question asked to um, Coach White. And, I, you know, it's funny because it's a fact. I mean, Mac teams give fits to SEC teams. I don't know what it is about them. And, you know, Coach Cohen kind of answered that, and he said, there's something those those guys just love to play football. I mean, they just love to play. They don't care if they're playing on a Tuesday night with seven people in the stands and it's snowing negative seven degrees. They don't care. They are out there to play football. And that's what I think they're going to bring to, you know, this team. Now, uh, bring against the Kentucky team. Now, as to their team as a whole, I've heard a lot of positive things about the linebacker room. That has kind of been what the coaching staff has talked about. Liam Cohen talked about that's been a big thing for the offense is focusing on that linebacker room. It's, it's the best unit they have, and they need to be ready to rock and roll and, and stop, you know, stop them from blowing up plays, stopping the run. That's how Kentucky's going to win this game. So the linebacker room being able to kind of 
you know, block up off the defensive line, have your offensive lineman climb to the secondary, you know, get to the linebackers, create holes for Ray Davis and the rest of these running backs. That is going to be how this team wins this football game and potentially covers the spread, which I know is a big topic around Lexington right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a, a very a, a physical, I think, aggressive team, I, I guess is what you would call Ball State. And you see that across the MAC whenever Kentucky's played MAC schools in the past, Northern Illinois, I think, being obviously the most notable one. And year in and year out, I don't really think it matters what type of coach they have or what type of personnel they have. They're going to try and they're fly around and they're going to hit you. And I think Kentucky, with their linebacking core, I want to get to a, a thought here, Andrew, in a second, but just want to point out, I think this is the only fun thing that I can find about this team that's just like, oh, that, that's exciting about Ball State. Lane Hatcher has been named the starting quarterback of Ball State. And in case you don't know who that is, he started his career at Alabama, transferred to Arkansas State in 2019. He had 27 touchdowns in his freshman season with the Red Wolves, 19 touchdowns to two interceptions the next year, 19 touchdowns to 13 interceptions the, the following season, season. He transfers to Texas State. 19 to 10 TD INT ratio. I mean, this guy's been tossing touchdowns since I was just about what 16 years old. I mean, he's been, he's been in the college football for quite some time uh, and has statistically racked up over 10,000 career passing yards. He's a journeyman. He's the definition uh, of a journeyman here in, in college football. So I think that that's something to look out for. Whether or not that's a huge struggle. For this Kentucky defense, I don't know. Again, statistically, he's kind of taken a drop off over these past couple of years, and I just don't know if Ball State's got the horses to really make him look good uh, surrounding him. But, but Andrew, you have an interesting thought here uh, about this linebacking core for Ball State and it being good because one of the biggest struggles uh, of this team to go back to this Kentucky offense last year was the ability to run the ball and to get that push to the second level. What do you think about this Kentucky running back room, and how do you think the Wildcats are going to attack Ball State this weekend? Well, I'll tell you this. I think Ray Davis is an absolute beast. Got to talk to him a little bit yesterday. Not only is he a great player, great human being, spoke to him yesterday, just a you know really, really great, great young man, which was great to see. It's easy. I always say it's easy to support players like that. And um, I just I think that the mix of the improvement of the offensive line plus this running back room being kind of healthier than it was last year. Of course, you know, uh, C-Rod was out a little bit, and then you have guys go down early on into the season. I think you're healthy right now, and you're healthy with a plethora of, of players that can come in and do the job, do it at a high level. So I think that's – but that's been another constant theme I've heard from the coaching staff is they're going to mix some guys in. This is not just going to be the Ray Davis show. I mean, it's going to be the Ray Davis show, but I think you're going to see a bunch of guys coming in and getting work. So – I think that you're going to see this this running back room really excel and be able to get to the you know to the secondary, get to the outside, score a lot of touchdowns, put up a lot of yards, and I think you're going to see that begin against Ball State. And I love hearing the coaching staff kind of go ahead and explain that you know we're ready for this linebacker unit. We know that's the strength of this Ball State football team. We are going to be prepared and ready to know how to combat that, and that's what they've been prepping for last last week and this week. Of course, being the first game of the season, you have an extra week to prepare for the upcoming game, and I think this Kentucky football team is going to be ready for what Ball State has to throw at them, and I think the running back room is going to put up a mountain of yards. I've got one more question before I, I want to spring, uh, spring something on you here, Andrew. Give me a score prediction for this weekend. 
Okay, what's the line? Let me, let me, let me, uh, us Kentuckians know that we have sports betting is legal in a couple weeks, which is very exciting. Let's yes, see sir. the line. I got to pull that. I'll have it up right here. It's like 26. I just, before I make my score prediction, Coach Stoops, statistically, 26 and a half is the line. Coach Stoops, historically, you know how he kind of, how he, they don't, they'll get a lead and they'll kind of run the ball and run the clock down. Yep. Oh, but then again, I don't think Ball State's going to score many points. I mean, I do think having an older quarterback helps. I, I'm going to just, I'm going to go, knowing this Kentucky football team, I'm going to go 35 7, Kentucky. Okay, 35 to 7. Would that cover? And, that would cover, and, right? And I would, that would hit them covering 28 point win there for, for the for the Wildcats. So 35 to 7. I like it. If Kentucky, look, if Kentucky's defense holds this team under 10 to start the year, I, I'm feeling bullish, man. I, I'm feeling bullish bullish about this Wildcats team. And some people may sit there and say, oh, 35 is not a lot. We may come out of this game saying, oh, th Kentucky scored 35 points. And they do exactly what you just said, which is run the clock out for the final 15 minutes of the game. So uh, I, I like that score prediction. Andrew, I've got something I want to spring on you here real quick. And we it. do not have to spend a, lo a, lo a lot of time. I, I want to walk through the schedule and I want you to help me do win-loss here. I've, awesome. I've given my I've given my predictions for this for the schedule. Uh, already on the show it's been probably a, a month oh, plus at this point and I want to kind of get somebody else's thoughts here as we walk through Ball State you obviously think that's going to be a win tomorrow for the Wildcats yeah, yeah. and then uh go ahead I was gonna say you start you we can run through you start three and oh with these non-conference okay. games if you want to just move on past them Akron and EKU I think we're good three and oh there no Joe Moorhead trouble in week three against Akron you I'm know, kidding. I mean, I'm I've kidding. gone back I'm and kidding. forth, and I think the Wildcats are, I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> I think they're going to be able to be just fine against those yeah. three teams. If they lose one of those three games, we're going to have you back on the show and we're going to cry for 30 minutes. All right. Vanderbilt, week four, September 23rd, on the road in Nashville. Win or loss? It's a win. All right. Four and oh at home against Florida. Uh, don't tell the locked on Gators host, but it is a win. Brandon Olson. Don't tell Brandon Olson. I'll cover your ears on the road at Georgia, October seventh. This is a game I kind of want to go to. Um, that's that's a loss. Yeah, that's a loss. All right, so you're five and one at home, homecoming against Missouri. I think Missouri's on uh, is moving in the right direction, but not yet. I think it's a win for the Cats. All right, so you're six and one. You get a bye week at home against Tennessee, October twenty eighth. I'm going to make my bold prediction and it's going to kind of leak into the Bama game as well. Cause I know that's coming up in this conversation. I think that Kentucky wins one of those two games. I, okay. I, I can't give you any inside information on it. It's nothing like that. It's just in Lexington, crazy things happen. Kentucky, I think is going to win a football game. That's going to send people all immediately to state street to do some crazy stuff. I, I think they win one of those two games. I think the higher likelihood would be the Tennessee game. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say loss, but I think that they will find a way to upset a team this year. That's, but I'm going to say loss for the, for the Bama game in the Tennessee game. Okay. All right. So losses for both of those games. Yeah. And then the Mississippi state is the game sandwiched between those two between on the road. Them. On the road. I, um, I, I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer in yep. Mississippi state. I think it's a win. All right, so you are currently seven and three heading into the game against South Carolina, November eighteenth, on the road in Williams Bryce Stadium. Sandstorm doesn't scare me. Um, Spencer Rattler doesn't scare me. Cats win. 
All right, eight and three heading into a game against Louisville, a new team, a new coaching staff there. Um, probably going to be a competitive football team this season, unlike their basketball program. Uh, if they hit eight wins, that will double up the amount of wins uh, that uh, that their basketball program got last year. And I think that's where they're currently sitting to to to. I think that's where they're currently projected to get at. So Louisville on the road to wrap up the season, win or loss, Andrew. Um, I I, I want to show you, not tell you, but obviously people are listening. I'm going to show you. There's my answer right there. Right, but um, the Wildcats down. are going to win this one, and I think they're going to win it handsomely. Yes, sir. L's down all the way. So nine and three is your prediction for the upcoming season. That was my thought here too uh, about the Wildcats. I like the the thought of you either beat Alabama or Tennessee because let's just be completely honest. It's been the same kind of casual stance that everybody and their mother has taken, and I've been I've been guilty of this as well. Just sitting here saying. Man, if Bama's quarterback don't look good, you know, they're going to yeah. lose a bunch of games. And it's just like, well, that could be the case, but let's also be realistic here. This is one of the most talented rosters in all of college football. Still, if Bama plays, th this has been more my issue. If Bama plays like they did on the road last season, they could have Bryce Young. Sure. If Bryce Young was playing in this game, I would still say the exact same thing. If Bama plays like they did on the road last year, they're going to trip up and look Devin Leary, I think is a great quarterback and that's what it's taken to beat Alabama in the past. You get him at home with a great crop of receivers. That's a game Kentucky can win. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's definitively going to happen. Obviously, again, like I said, Bama's the more talented roster, but gosh, I feel, I feel so different about that game knowing how the Crimson Tide have played on the road over these past couple of seasons. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a, um, I think it's a ball game. I'm a big believer in destiny. Sometimes I think Tennessee beating Alabama last year was destiny. It, you know, it's it just you ever you wake up and you get that feeling, man. Tennessee's going to win that football game, it, and it happened. I woke up that morning and said the same thing. I just there's something about Kentucky beating Alabama this year at home. I, I wouldn't predict it. But I think I just I could see it happening. But then Kentucky might Kentucky and drop a Mississippi State game or a Missouri yeah. game or something like that to where I still think they go nine and three, even if they were to knock off Tennessee or Alabama. But goodness, Lance, we're going to have to get you into town here if they pull off that upset, because it's going to be a wild night in my hometown if Kentucky beats Alabama. Uh, I think it would be a very fun scene. Absolutely. Andrew. Really appreciate you hopping on the show. Once more, tell everybody where they can find you, man. Yeah, Wildcats today. Lance and I just took over for Sports Illustrated at Wildcats today. You know, pumping out stuff, basketball, football, all the coverage you need. Um, so go ahead and go over, check it on out. We got a Facebook page. We have a, a Twitter page. Check it out. And yeah, I mean, that that's how you can support me and you can support us. Once again, Andrew, thank you so much for hopping on. We'll try having you on uh, next week, man. Awesome. Sounds good. All right, that was Andrew Stefaniak of Wildcats Today and Locked on Aggies. Again, really appreciate Andrew hopping on the show. Going to try and have him on at least once a week here throughout football season, maybe more in basketball season. Really enjoy Andrew and thank him for his time. It was a great interview, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. He's got me excited about the, uh, the Wildcats, the football version of the Wildcats at least, uh, this upcoming Saturday. Again, we'll have a breakdown of the Kentucky versus Ball State matchup this Friday, you need to be looking forward to that. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel already, please go ahead and do so. If you're listening on podcasts, please leave us a review 
there as well. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Daw underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Have a great rest of your day, and God bless.